let's basically uh, run through, do a bit of Chazora. We'll run through what we um, we looked at last week and add some um, add, add some points. Okay, so um, we talked about um, the question whether the din of Zachor, if you want to about the current show, this din of Zechira, which um, instructs us to to mention something specific about Shabbos, and thereby be Mosif Kedusha al Kedushata. This this din that we have to add to the Kedusha of Shabbos by uh, saying something specific, we understand it to be a din in Kiddush. And the question that we uh, begin with is: Is that Kiddush dafka Kiddush and not Havdalah, or is Havdalah included in that mitzvah of of Zachor? Yes or no? This is uh, this is the question whether Havdalah is uh, is minat Torah is minat Torah or not. So at, at first glance, I guess the the pashtus is that uh, the um, Zachor sounds like it's, it's talking about Kiddush, and there doesn't seem to be much room for Havdalah in that particular um, expression. And that is the view of the Magid Mishnah, who uh, I guess he makes the view famous, that um, Zachor really applies to Kiddush only, and it does not include Havdalah. Havdalah is a din mid Rabbanan, it's a rabbinic institution that, was, um, that has been suggested, uh, but it really doesn't have its source in the mitzvah of of Zachor. We mentioned that the Rambam is the opposite. The Rambam thinks that the mitzvah of Zachor um, is, uh, includes Havdalah completely. Uh, and therefore he uses the expression that when, you, when we come into Shabbos, we uh, sanctify Shabbos for saying something special. And when, uh, when, when we leave from Shabbos, we say something, we say something special. And that uh, Havdalah is exactly the same din as, as Kirush and the word the phrase Zachor uh, is part of that. Is, is part of that as well. Okay, so we, uh, whenever we have a din uh, uh, with a question as to what the, the nature of the din is, is the is it a din dravanan or din doraita? And we always ask what the nafkamina is. What's the big difference? Um, and so the first thing we always uh, do, do is deal with svekot. When you in doubt as to whether you've done a mitzvah, you have to do it again. We make for din doraita, but we make it for for din rabbanan. But more uh, uh, a more practical difference um, is brought down in this long uh, discussion of the Magid Mishnah. He's got a big arichut over there, uh, and he um, he uses the opportunity to discuss what we spent um, most of our shul on last time was whether women are mukhiyavot uh, in havdalah or not. Uh, Agamora says that women are obligated to recite Kiddush based on the fact that Zachor v'shamor, koshi yeshla v'shamor, yeshla v'zachor. And therefore, since a woman is obligated in in Kiddush, she would then be obligated in Havdola as as well. Um, and that's how the Rambam paskins. Uh, yeah, the the, the you know, according to the Magid Mishnah, who disagrees. They uh, think that only that Havdalah is only mid Rabbanan. Um, there's a big suffix as to whether you say that women are obligated uh, in Havdalah or not. You could say that they are obligated because the Chachomim obligated them. And just as uh, many a time you find that the Chazal pattern dinim after Doraita dinim. So we have a principle called uh, a mitzvah Rabbanan Ka'in Doraita Tikkun. 
which means they pattern it after Din Doraita. They saw it happens as a Torah command, and therefore they want to extend it, etc. So yeah, it could be that women are obligated, even Midrabanan, um, despite the fact that it's a mitzvah asayshas man grama, because the Chachamim wanted kind Doraita. You said it's Kiddush, now I have dollar. But it could not be that way. It could be that um, women are completely exempt from the mitzvah of Habdala. It's not included in the mitzvah of Zachor. And it remains a classic mitzvah of man grama. And, uh, and therefore women would, would be exempt, exempt from this. And the, the Magan Mishnah the is pretty much Masupak, which way to go. Um, and since you have a Safak, uh, we, we, he, uh, he tends to treat women's obligation in Habdala as, uh, as, as, as a Safak. Now, um, normally, when we have a, a, a suffix with regard to a, to, to a din, we, um, we've got no problem women volunteering to do, uh, to do a mitzvah. And uh, the question would be, when a woman volunteers to do a mitzvah, which for her is optional, so any normal mitzvah, say Shazman Grammar, so Shofar uh, on Rosh Hashanah, for example, Shaking uh, Lulav on Sukkot, uh, these are famous examples, but um, uh, anytime uh, your daughter, your wife wants to shake a uh, lulav, no problem, Bakasha, here it is, and uh, you know, uh, go for it. The only question would be whether you make a brocha or not on such a thing. And so, here, yeah, uh, a whole famous uh, discussion is had as to how to interpret the, the phrase in the brocha that you make on such a voluntary mitzvah. Now, after all, any Birkata Mitzvah that we have would be uh, following the following phrase, Asher Kiddushanu v'mitzvotav v'tzivanu. And of course, Baruch Hu sanctified us and uh, commanded us with a particular mitzvah. The word v'tzivanu, how, how, how broad or, 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 uh, or, or literal is this particular word? V'tzivanu, of course, Baruch Hu have to directly command you. Or can I put myself in a position and obligate myself and still say Vitzivanu. So yeah, the Chachmei Svarad or Machmir, the Rambam, does not allow you, or does not allow a person who volunteers a mitzvah to say Vitzivanu. And therefore, uh, even if you do volunteer a mitzvah, specifically in the case of a time, positive time down mitzvah, the Rambam would say to the, the ladies, listen, Vakasha, volunteer the mitzvah, but just omit the brocha, because this brocha, the Nusach, Hashem, Kirishanu, Vitzivanu, is um is uh it does not fit it's a, it's a clash there was no vitzivanu you volunteered with akasha so you're welcome but no no vitzivanu and this became the norm of alachic psak for svarim that if ever they're doing a volunteering a mitzvah whether it's a guy or a girl as long as the mitzvah from your point of view is a mitzvah that you volunteer for and there's no actual command for you to do it then you would not be able to say the brocha Vitzivanu does not apply. And if you do say a bracha, according to this opinion, it would become a, a, a bracha shayna tzricha, possibly even a bracha levatala. However, by Ashkenazim, we follow Rabbi Nutam. Rabbi, Rabbi Nutam holds that women do recite a bracha on optional mitzvot. Um, and he has a whole uh, interesting interpretation as to how to, uh, you know, we, we try and work out and understand how, how would he interpret Vitzivanu when you don't have a proper vitzivanu. So in introducing the question, I mentioned a way of doing it that a person can obligate themselves in something. The question is, uh, is that good enough for vitzivanu? Um, Rav Soloveitchik uh, 
quoted a chidush from Rav Chaim that uh, there was a unique way of looking at this. And um, I think Rabbi Nutam could be explained, or Rabbi Nutam seems to actually indicate this, that um, there's an interesting concept over here, and uh, it would be described as follows. Imagine the following. Uh, Kosh Baruch Hu, uh, sends down Torah through Moshe Rabbeinu, and uh, they mitzvot there. And um, when um, when the mitzvot are given to Klal Yisrael, at first glance, one could say that everybody's obligated in Torah. And so people think, we all think that we're all obligated in the same amount of mitzvot. However, once we start discussing everything, we start to see that in certain instances, we are all commanded in the mitzvah to follow Torah, but then as a result of uh, who we are and how we relate to a particular mitzvah, it could be that we were all obligated in Torah, but exempted as stage two from certain parts of Torah. So it's as if to say that the sanctity of Am Yisrael, Asher Kiddushan Mitzvotav, the sanctity of all of Am Yisrael as a collective uh, is to obligate us all as a collective in Torah. That's stage one. Stage two is to then exempt from the collective um, individuals or groups of people to whom certain mitzvot don't apply. Uh, if you look at it in this way, where there's a kind of a two-stage process where we're all obligated and then we're exempted. So we say, Baruch Hashem, we praise HaKosh Baruch Hu, thank Hashem for the, the particular institution of Kedusha, of, of Klal Yisrael through mitzvot. Um, and then it's, we don't say this, we don't throw the word into the Nustach, but, but, but it's as if we're saying, and then you exempted us. Um, and that word of Taranu, even though, though we don't uh, throw it in there when it applies to us, we start as a, as a, as a general uh, collective. And then those of us who are Uftaranu, we basically imply that some people would be Chayav uh, and some people, some people would be Turim. And, uh, and therefore, even if you say, even if you are volunteer, Sharing the the commitment to the mitzvah, you could be of the uftaranu group as opposed to starting off vitzivanu, uh, you know, and then exempted. And that's if you read it like that, then possibly when the person, even if you volunteer, says you're talking collectively, and then in your own mind, knowing that you're volunteering it, you say, okay, but I was uftaranu, but all of Kalisal vitzivanu. So um, it, the two-stage process allows us to interpret Vitsivanu as even fitting with somebody who, um, who didn't themselves um, actually get the actually get the chiyuv. So if you interpret it that way, then, uh, then Ash, which Ashkenazim seem to do, then one can uh, feel comfortable with Rabbi Nutam, uh, and uh, in this case, um, women who are exempt from tam-bound tam mitzvot, mitzvot asayish asman grama, can volunteer and still um, and still justify saying saying a bracha. And that's our that's our Ashkenazim paskin that we that we uh, allow people to volunteer for mitzvot. Uh, and uh, in this case, a woman to volunteer for a mitzvah say shazman grama and say a bracha and see that with the interpretation of the tivanu and uftaranu, 
we don't vi we don't we don't clash with Vitsivanu, even if it's uh, voluntary. Okay. Either way, so by comes the Svardim, they won't a woman in this case would not uh, volunteer brocha. Ashkenazim would volunteer brocha. So even if uh, even if we are in dispute as to what the nature of the Havdola is, whether it's a Mitzvah, Sashas, Man, Grama, Amidoraita, Amidrabanan, and we still, we doubt whether a woman is obligated with a Torah or obligated Midrabanan, either way, if a woman wants to volunteer the Mitzvah, no problem to volunteer the Mitzvah. And um, for the Rambam, for sure not Minatora. And for the Magid Mishnah, who's Masupak, he's, he's in doubt as to which way to go. Is it a Kain Doraita Tikkun? And therefore, even though it's Mitzvah Sashas Man Grama Midravanan, because there's a concept of Kiddush, and, and, and Chazal wanted women to say Abdullah also. Or do we say no, that um, uh, women are completely exempt from a Mitzvah Sashas Man Grama, uh, even if it's Midravanan? And because he's in doubt, uh, he defines the, the question as a as a as a suffix, and um, but he still he still would allow a woman to volunteer for the mitzvah. So whether you hold it uh, a suffix rabbanan completely patur or like the Rambam mukhiyevet, uh, either way, a woman wanted to volunteer, they can you know uh, they could they could volunteer. This whole londus, the the mechanics, the analysis of trying to justify how, according to the Ashkenazim. You would be able to still say vitzivanu. Uh, this this may work well for all for many of the mitzvot says that women volunteer for. Um, however, we mentioned this last week, and I just want to clarify it a bit more. But but do we say that this lomdus works? Meaning you can say asher kirishanu vitzivanu, implying but yet uftaranu. When a woman volunteers, and then justify saying the brocha using that interpretation, this whole lomdus, this this may work well when you have an ability to separate out the ma'aseh mitzvah, where there's a mitzvah, uh, an action uh, called shaking lulav, lishmua called shofar, etc. And that lomdus would work there when you have an actual Maisa mitzvah. And the only question is the brocha. The Maisa for sure, the, the action, the physical act is not a problem. But the, but the brocha is a, we a little bit, we might, we might use this lomdus to, to allow us to do it. But what happens when you have a situation like we have here, where there's no Maisa mitzvah, there's no separate physical act that you're doing. The Maisa mitzvah and the, is the brocha. The whole thing is 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 a is a brocha. So like Kavdola, the whole thing is a brocha. There, many are not so comfortable using this londus that um, you know with saying, okay, well, Ashikirishanu v'savetivanu imply uftaranu and be okay with the brocha. Yeah, because the whole the whole the mitzvah itself, the whole mitzvah consists of a brocha. Uh, and the whole bracha is besafek, if a woman is obligated or not. This is a slightly, this is a question that 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 uh, that led a lot of uh, poskim to suggest that um, this is why a woman should hear uh, a, a havdola, which is a little bit besafek. The whole bracha is a little bit besafek, whether you know, if possible, she should hear from a baal chiyuvadai 
from somebody who's really a complete chiyuv, um, you know, this, this, the, the mitzvah of Havdalah. Others disagree. Uh, this is a, an added element to the actual, uh, to the actual, to the actual, um, the whole discussion over here. Um, and this leads to the point that again, just in Chazora from last week, but uh, the, the, the problem arises here where, uh, where the, the, uh, a man is in shul, so that the husband goes to shul for Mincha, stays for Sadash Lishit, then, uh, he, then in, in most shuls, the guy of the shul says, Avdola, uh, you go home, you now go home, you heard Avdola in shul, but you go home and you repeat Avdola. So wh- why do you repeat Avdola? Now, if you've got a whole family, guys and girls, sons and daughters, uh, you can understand, okay, there were some, uh, there were some people in shul, some people not in shul. But if it's only daughters or if it's only your wife, um, how, how do we justify repeating the Avdola that you heard in shul? Maybe your wife is not obligated in the mitzvah of, of Avdola. So, uh, you know, those of us uh, who can recall clearly what happens um, on Rosh Hashanah after Shul, you know, what, what happens with Shofar? Is somebody doesn't, we heard the Shofar, uh, we, we said, the, we said, I'm into the Brocha. Shofar, we get the woman to say the Brocha, and, uh, and then the man would blow the Shofar. Uh, but when we said the whole Brocha, uh, you know, is a problem. So why should we, who heard it in shul, be able to repeat it? So we understand if uh, if one of the kids, the boys, is not hadn't been gone to shul, didn't hear Avdola, so we repeat it for him. Um, so that's Poseidon. But uh, but the question is, can we repeat it for somebody who might be in this suffering category, and we need to try to avoid this? So again, we've got a number of reasons. Number one, we've got this reason of uh, of the question of this. The Suffolk uh, status of Abdullah in the first place. That leads to a sharpened Suffolk, whether even if a woman wants to volunteer, with pleasure, but the sharpened Suffolk is not focused in the broker. Uh, and somebody's not on YouTube. Uh, okay, I think we're all good. So then. Um, yeah, so, so Savak number one is the nature of the mitzvah itself in the first place. Savak number two is this little sharper lambdas, whether the, the volunteering of a brocha works when the whole mitzvah is the brocha itself. Number three is uh, coming back from shul. You might have heard of dollar in shul, and then you've got to repeat it, and then you need a license to repeat the brocha, uh, etc. So you put it all together, you can now understand and appreciate why it is that uh, if you're going to create a minag, if, for lack of a better term, you would say, um, look, ladies, we've got all these fakot over here. The way that Abdullah has been instituted, it's a whole brocha on its own. And uh, there's a whole big debate about the nature of it. You know, please be part of the mitzvah, but let the Baal Chiyu Vadai say the actual, actual brocha. So uh, that, that's why the minag has become like this. And this is, uh, this is the reason why. Uh, we did mention that, that is that if, with all this fancy uh, discussion, if push comes to shove and we have to, a woman's on her own or husband's out of town, um, then we're going to pass on like the Rambam and uh, a woman should um, 
should make Avdola and not feel bad about it because okay, look, if you've got an option uh, when everything is uh, when everything is okay, you know, don't get involved in a machloket. But when push comes to shove, we have to take a side, and we pass them like the Rambam and Kiddush and Avdola are, are two sides of the same coin, and a woman is obligated in Avdola in Avdala mitam the same as Kiddush Zachor, and therefore you. A woman is obligated in Torah and Avdalah, and she shouldn't feel bad about it on her own. You can't avoid the, the machlokes. It's a, a yeah, it's a guy's problem that there's a machlokes about it. But uh, we pass it like the Rambam. You should say it, make a bracha, and uh, and and drink and drink the wine. That's uh, that's how we uh, that's how we pass can you know brass text, so to speak. The question about drinking the wine I also made mention of a little bit. Um, this this concept of saying kiddush ala kos, you know, you elevate the state, uh, you elevate the nature of the statement of kiddush by doing it over a a, a cup of wine. So normally, when uh, when you make kiddush, we uh, the, the the person who, who drinks needs to drink. He needs to drink a a melor lugmav of of uh, of wine, and possibly some would even say, um, you know, more than a cheekful, you know, rov kos. Um, but in, at least, at least a melor lugmav, you have to have a, a minimum shear that you that you drink. And uh, when we make kiddush, we try and share the koshal bracha out and give everybody and everybody to drink. Um, so the question now is, you know, uh, is this the same by all? By every time we we make a kiddush, so kiddush Friday night, we uh, we much more uh, committed to the idea of everybody drinking the wine. Um, and um, yeah, even even if you don't drink, you'd be yotzei anyway. Um, however, when it comes to kiddush on Shabbos morning, there it's already a question whether you could uh, just be yotzei without drinking at all. There's all big discussion about that, and there are those who insist that people drink the wine on 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 uh, Shabbos morning uh, to be yotzei the to be yotzei the mitzvah. Um, uh, it's not the accepted opinion. The accepted opinion is like most of us do. We, as long as the the Baal Makadesh is uh, sips the wine, um, everything everything uh, sort of works well. Um, the reason that Shabbos morning has a bit more of a suffix than Friday night, um, because this group of poskim feel that um, you know um, everyone everyone needs to be yotzei kiddush a bracha alakos. Um, and and there's a whole nusach which incorporates zechir tzad mitzrayim and other components, uh, but when it comes Shabbos morning, when it comes Shabbos morning, you know what what whatever you say, zachor and you know, uh, preceded by v'shamru. This is all this is all minag mikaradin. You know the Gemara calls it kiddusha rabba, the great kiddush. But the word kiddusha rabba, the phrase rabba, is a euphemism. It's like nashon uh, sagi nahor we call it. Where Kiddush Rabbah, it's such a, we have a great Kiddush, it's a tiny Kiddush. All you have to do, to Minika Radin, all you have to do is say, uh, you say, Borei Priya Gafen. You don't really have to say anything. So if you ever, if you ever, I don't know, stuck in a situation where you want to make Kiddush Shabbos morning, you don't have a sitter around, you can't remember the whole preamble, all you have to do is say, Borei Priya Gafen, uh, and, and, and you're good. Um, so you have to ask yourself, uh, you know, what kind of what kind of kiddush is it? Just a borei priya gafen, you know, what what kind of uh, what kind of kiddush is it? Well, you've got to, you know, it, it, the whole 
to say Kiddush, you need a whole, an extra level, a level of Chiyuv, which you had Friday night. But yeah, on Shabbos morning, uh, to this kind of a Kiddush, just the Brocha, it's a question, how you understand that that Brocha really just works as Kiddush? I mean, Kiddush is to say something special about Shabbos. What did you do? Yeah, you just said, what happened? You drank the wine. I don't know if you've seen in some shuls, they, uh, they do this. They have a minag, you know, not to, they want to get through it quickly. You don't need the whole, you know, the whole Megillah before and not just say, what happened? So, um, but, but most of us have the preamble. You know, personally, uh, I remember at, um, I remember having a discussion with my very good friend, uh, Rabbi Johnny Glass in Johannesburg. He, he loves, at his minion, they, uh, he taught everybody, make Kiddush, Bore Pragafen, and, uh, you know, I guess he wanted to teach and emphasize the din. You know, me personally, I, I uh, you know, mitzvot shechot kavana, you need a certain focus. So me personally, you know, you get outside by us in the garden, and uh, you're shushing everybody until you get going, and you need, you need to focus. I need to focus. So, you know, the Shamru and the Zachor, they all help me to focus exactly what I'm doing and therefore enhances the Kavana. So I actually, the, the preamble helps me. But um, nevertheless, going back to the question, you know, so how, how does the Kiddush concept uh, work? In other words, when you just, how do you elevate the status of Shabbos? How are you doing something unique or saying something unique about Shabbos when you just say, Borea Pragafen? So you could say to me, well, listen, you know, you don't, you know, it's specifically done for Shabbos. You don't uh, do this maybe on a regular, you know, uh, Monday morning, you know, 11.30 in the morning. You, uh, maybe you do, but, but maybe that, that's enough. But the poskim who, who are not comfortable with this, they say, look, it's because of Borei Priya Gafen, uh, the idea of this Kiddush is to engage in Oneg Shabbat. There's a mitzvah to do something that you don't normally do during the week, and part of Oneg is to eat and drink things that you wouldn't normally do uh, during the week. So um, I need Kiddush, Kiddush Rabbah, Kiddush on Shabbos morning is a kind of Oneg Shabbos. So the Brocha allows you to enjoy the wines. You see how they're interpreting here? They're not saying that the Borei Priyagafen statement itself is the Kiddush. They're saying that the, that the, the Kiddush is the drinking of the wine. You can't drink the wine without, without, um, without saying the Brocha. So when you say the Brocha, then, then you need you need to have Oneg Shabbos. So if you want to be outside the Kiddush, according to this way of thinking, um, it's a minority view what I'm saying over to you. I'm trying to explain it that um, that you need Oneg. So if you need Oneg, it means you have to drink the wine. Therefore, that's why some poskim, the, the minority group of poskim, are, are pedantic about people. Yes, please try and drink the wine on Shabbos after the person has said Kiddush. Whether you drink it uh, from his kosher bracha or you or he pours a little bit into it, or you know, get, get some wine if you want to fulfill all the dayas, all the opinions with regard to the Kiddush Rabbah on Shabbos morning, because that way the Oneg is really a kiyum in the, in the Kiddush. It's just saying by the guy who makes the rov, whoever makes the Kiddush, and the rov drinks it, so he's got the Oneg, you don't have the Oneg, I can't do Oneg for you, Oneg means it's like a mitzvah aguf, it's, but it's, it's, part of you, it's part of you, I can't... Uh, it's like me volunteering to have a haircut for you. It's not going to help you. The honor, you need to actually, actually engage yourself. So this is why uh, there is this machlokas among the poskim. As I mentioned, Aminag is fine. The majority of poskim say, no, the Kiddush itself, the Borei Pragafen is generated uh, because of Shabbos. And therefore, even though you would do it on Tuesday too, 
it's optional then. But yeah, on Shabbos morning, it's obligatory, and uh, and therefore it counts as kedush, and that's how we sort of paskin. So we don't we don't make a big fuss about everybody having the wine after the Makadesh has at least had a sip. But it's definitely not good for the person who's making kiddush not to drink the wine. You've got to drink the wine. Someone's got to, someone's got to engage that way. But that, that everybody has it, so we always make it available. We try to make it as available as we can. And if you want to be mahader in the mitzvah of kiddush or rabbah on a regular Shabbos morning, you know, come and get some, come and get some onig Shabbos, and now you understand why it, it would be a, it would be a hidur. Now, when it comes to havdalah, uh, the minag is the minag isn't so. The minag we don't share the havdalah wine around like we do on uh, on either Shabbos morning or Friday night. Only one person drinks the wine. You don't give wine to everybody. Some people they uh, they do. The kids won't start making a you know there's an opportunity for wine. Which kids not going to go and you know come in there and looking for uh, you know for liquid sugar? So okay, we you know to avoid all sorts of, all sorts of stories, uh, you know we do it, but. It's not like uh, the real minag isn't to Abdullah. We are all, a little bit more circumspect about uh, sharing the wine. You know, so in the Shulchan Aruch, the Magan Abraham quotes from the Shaloh Kadosh, Alpi Kabbalah, which we mentioned that uh, he has some uh, interesting Kabbalistic reason, as I mentioned specifically uh, for women, you know, why women shouldn't drink the wine. You've heard this, uh, Boba Meisa, about. Uh, you know, if you drink uh, you drink the wine, you'll grow a beard. Uh, that's nonsense. But, uh, you know, if it scares, it scares. But uh, in the end of the day, that's not the, that's, that's a, a total nonsense. But um, the concept of Alpi Kabbalah, you know, one could, one could try and understand this concept that as a result of Chava, Chava's uh, interaction with the Nachash in Ganeiden uh, and, and brought, and brought, uh, brought this whole, story to Adam Marishon and then both of them got implicated but Chava was the initiator uh, and therefore mortality was introduced into the world and Shabbos was the refuge until after Shabbos they were they were thrown out of Gan Eden and uh, as a result of the the punishment of uh, uh, to Chava the consequence to Adam Marishon was that he would have to work for Panosa he'd have to Schwitztag that Tapecha you know um and the effort will not be rewarded by the yield. The yield will come, but not uh, commensurate necessarily with the effort you put in. So, so that was the that was the so-called consequence for the man. For the woman, it's tsar gidul banim. It's the whole the whole trauma of, of of having children, raising them, pregnancy, and the whole concept of uh, a woman's uh, menstrual cycle, which is part and parcel of the of the joy of of, of having of have of, of getting pregnant. And all of this, the wine somehow is, com- is compared to this, and uh, as a result, um, somehow there's a negative connotation of pikabala, and therefore the minak became for women not to not to drink the wine. Now, um, some uh, let's call it contemporary modern day poskim in the generation before us, I guess me. But um, so you had some you had some famous uh, uh, gedolim who who wrote some chidushim about this particular concept and they justified the minag again to encourage the minag that if possible a woman shouldn't hear the avdola from uh do it on her own should hear it from a guy and number two also um shouldn't drink the wine so yeah we just quoted from the shaloha kodosh uh, a kabbalistic reason but um if you want to look up uh, Ravisa Zalman Meltzer 
he gave the, the explanation that we said over quickly last week that um, that essentially alpiniglet, uh, regular regular lambdas, regular understanding of the nature of what we doing with this over here, and uh, and he basically said as follows. Um, it's really it's really based on a, a question that's asked by the Rosh. You know, uh, when you say Borea Priya Gafen, you're supposed to drink the wine straight away. Um, yet by Kiddush, we say Borea Priya Gafen, and then we uh, we say a whole lot of other, we say a, lot, we say a whole long brocha, you know, before we actually drink the wine. Uh, is that proper? Is that right? You say Borea Priya Gafen, then you have this long preamble or the actual brocha before drinking the wine. Isn't that a, isn't that a hefsek? Does that not violate this concept, uh, the Rosh? And then the same thing is true with Avdolah. You say, Borea Pragafen, then Basamim, Aish, and then Lamavdil. Um, and then only afterwards do you drink the wine. So the simple understanding is, says Rabbi Zalman Meltzer, that when Chazal instituted the institution of Avdolah, and they, or Kiddush, and they stapled together Borea Pragafen to a recital of sorts, so that was Takanat Chazal. And therefore, Chazal, in a way, in their Takana, they have license to, to give emphasis or preference to, to the concept that they're instituting, even if there's a kind of a rough edge and uh, there might be a hefsek there. But the nature of the Takana is to, uh, to, bun- to, to bunch a whole bunch of um, um, brochas together, you know, to, uh, you know, in the one Takana called, uh, called Havdalah. And so, therefore, when Chazal Mataka in the institution, you know, they are telling us, you know, the fact that we have power to do it, we 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 are allowed to ignore the potential hefsek and and see it as one continuous continuous action. Um, the question is now going back to our uh, our question, and that is, if you say that um, there's no takanat Chazal to obligate a woman in Abdallah. Because you're taking that side of the argument in the Magin Mishnah that uh, it's a mitzvah, so she has man grammar, midrabanan, it's rabbinic positive time bound mitzvah, and a rabbinic positive time bound mitzvah, the side of the argument that says uh, women are not obligated in such a thing. So now there's no takanat chazal giving you license holding everything together. It's almost now you've got separate parts, separate brochas. The minute you don't have the takanat chazal as the so called bookends on, or, or, the, or the actual you know, the thread that, that, that holds everything together, you've got separate components. Now you've said Borea Priya Gafen as Abdullah as, as, uh, part A. Then you've got, you got Basamim, which really could have been said any time. It didn't really need to be said together. You can say Basamim separately. Chazal for the guy with Mataka and all in one shot. For the girl, there's no Takanat Chazal, according to this opinion, because she's uh, completely um, exempt from the mitzvah. But the exemption cuts the thread that holds everything together, thereby throwing up in the air the possibility that Borapriya Gafen should, should uh, is said in the beginning, and therefore, if it's said in the beginning, you should drink straight away. But our custom is not to do that. You don't drink straight away. You say the whole rest of the Avdola. Well, if you do that, you've got a, a hefsek now, a break between the recital of the Brocha and, uh, and the drinking of the Avdola one. And if, and if that's true, then this is another uh, uh, reason why to recommend to the woman, ideally, you know, be mahader, in other words, beautify the mitzvah by not getting involved in an argument. And so don't drink, don't drink the wine in this, in this particular instance. That's the, you know, that's the story. If you, you know, so you put it together with a Kabbalistic reason, you've got now 
The question is, you know, this this is what I didn't discuss last week, but the question now is, you know, we uh, we we see this problem recur, and um, it's not always clear, you know, the mechanics of how the lambdas, as we say, as to how this works. But but um, it's in- interesting that when you see Ravisa Zalman Meltzer is quoted um, when he writes this, he uh, his his grandson. He's great. He, uh, Ravisa Zalman Meltzer married into the Kotler family. So Ravaran Kotler, Ravaran Kotler's son, um, Ravisa Zalman Meltzer's uh, grandson, Ravshneer Kotler's Zal, he brings this and uh, he questions he questions this. And uh, the question is based on uh, the same scenario when you, uh, when you find yourself uh, under the chupa. So the, the Masada Kiddushin is holding a cup of wine. And, and the Masada Kiddushin says, you know, Borei Priyagafen. Now, after Borei Priyagafen, we don't drink. You know, you then say Birkat Eirusin. And uh, now that Birkat Eirusin, you know, whose uh, who's brocha is it? You know, you, know is, you can say that it's is it a, and what kind of a brocha is it? It, it, is, it may be possibly a birkata mitzvah. There's a mitzvah for the for the chosen to uh, to get married, and uh, marriage itself is is a mitzvah, and therefore this brocha is uh, is on the mitzvah of the chosen who gets gets married. Um, you could argue, and you could say the mitzvah is really to have children, and you can't have children. Uh, in a holy fashion, without the institution of marriage, so marriage is like the hechsha mitzvah, you know, to to the actual mitzvah of pruvu. And this is a big achlokes rishonim as to how to interpret this. The Rambam seems to say that the mitzvah, uh, that, that the actual marriage is a mitzvah in and of itself. And the Ran in that Mishnah in Kiddushin, Ishmakadesh Bo Vishlucho, there the Ran has a comment that he thinks that uh, getting married, the actual chupa Kiddushin is a is a hechsha mitzvah of sorts, but either way, there's no question that there's a way of the one line of thinking that allows you to think that the mitzvah is a you know it's a big kind of mitzvah for the chatan. And the question now, if you're thinking that's one way of thinking, if you're thinking like that, do you say that the the big kind of mitzvah is also on the on the color? Is it on both of them? This question was posed by the Nora Behuda, whether the big kind only relates to the chosen. Or relates both to the Khatan and the Kala as praising Akosh Baruch Hu Abirkat Ashevach for the whole institution of marriage. Um, the Nodi Behuda was discussing uh, in a, a case, uh, if I remember all the details correctly, the Nodi Behuda was discussing a case where the Khatan was deaf. Um, and he was discussing this case. So, the, you know, how can the rabbi, the Messiah Kiddushin, make the brocha? That was his question. Now he's working on the assumption that the brocha is not, uh, it's not the, the Masari Kiddushin's brocha. It's the, 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 birk, it's a, it's the Chosun's brocha. So that's the whole question over there. So if I say a brocha and the one for, for whom I'm saying the brocha can't hear, can't hear, so he's not Yotzai the brocha. So the Nod of Yehuda is Mesupak, he's in doubt, you know, with anybody who doesn't have a chiyuv in the brocha, what's the story? So uh, 
you know, if the if the if the color is Baruch Hashem not deaf, so it's a suffix whether whether the the color is obligated to say Birkat Eirusin or not. So this is an interesting question over here. You know, now you start with the same kind of uh, technicalities that we have with our dollar. You've got now uh, Borei Prayer Gavin. You're saying it behalf. You're trying to work out who you're saying it on behalf of. And um, if if you have a direct link to the whole bracha, so the Borei Prayer Gavin and Birkat Eirusin, that's Takanat Chazal. You have this mechanism of holding it all together. And there's no hefsek between Borei Prayer Gavin, then the Eirusin, and then you drink the wine. But if you hold like we do by Abdullah and you say that if this is not the colors brocha, it's the Birkat Amitzah for the Chosen, and the colors not involved in that Birkat Ayrusin, other than to say Amen because somebody made a brocha. So then what happens? We've got this interesting minag of giving of giving the woman to drink under the chuppah. But the Borat Pragafen was made, uh, you know, especially depending on how long the, the Chazan or the Masara Kiddushin takes to say the brocha, it's, it's a, you know, it's a good, Good couple of seconds, uh, half a minute later, is a hefsek between Bora Pragafen and uh, and drinking the wine. So, would you say that you one shouldn't therefore give the color wine under the chuppah after Bikat Eirusin? Well, you know, I wouldn't take my life into my hands and take this one other thing away from the girls. You know, you'll get into some serious trouble over here. And the minag is not to do that. The minag is to is to give everybody to drink. So. Um, the question is, are we, Rabbi Zalman Meltzer, when he, when he has the Sadak, what does he do? You know, our grandfather had this kind of alumnus, but it doesn't seem to be Oiskalten, uh, as we say, it doesn't seem to be held by everybody when it comes to the common practice, you know, which we have is to, is to, is to, give, to give it over. You know, so, you know, this is an interesting question that you see that has implications, uh, uh, you know, in, in other areas as well with regard to um, this kind of a story um you know the the nature of uh, the nature of um with the brocha and there's a hefsek and anyway so it sounded like of Schneer Kotler was really questioning his grandfather's uh you know swara whether you know it's a little bit uh, it's almost too good uh, it's too sharp along this it doesn't seem to be play itself out in other areas in other areas either um, interesting enough is that during our uh, corona, um, you may have seen on, on many different forums um, that that we have a we we've we've got poskim to write uh, volumes on corona shilas, and one of the shilas, of course, is the the Zoom story with uh, with davening, the Zoom story with kiddush, the Zoom story with Asada, the Zoom avdola, anything everything's doing now Zoom. Does it make sense to be able to be moti somebody? Um, via Zoom, the brocha of Abdullah. Okay, Kiddush, you can't at Shabbos, but now it's Abdullah, right? So what happens if uh, family members want to get together on Zoom and have one person being mochi everybody on the Zoom for Abdullah? Now, this, this question is, is, is uh, sharpened in our scenario because of the Zoom. But uh, the question is actually an old question, and it really goes down to uh, an analysis about a microphone in general. You know, the conversion of sound, you know, um, to electronics, to then the sound waves go through the the wires, through a telephone, through a microphone, they con- get converted back, etc. That whole spiel, um, you know, where, where sound waves are converted uh, into uh, electric current and then back into sound waves, uh, you know, the Shalis over here, you know, what what's the story with this? I mean, 
people are being, uh, you know, can you be mighty people on, you know, and this was the old Shilas that we already had, uh, let's call it in, uh, you know, in the mid 1900s when the, when this became uh, a possibility. So uh, you see, you know, Chuvas by the Chazonish, a bunch of Feinstein, Rav Sarabajik, Yisham Zaman Lorbach, they uh, they all have this. Uh, they're all super. They're all in doubt as to whether this thing this thing really works or not. If it's really good or it's not good, they're trying to question whether you can apply the din of Shomaya Kohane or not. Shomaya Kohane means Shomaya, the one who listens with intent to fulfill the mitzvah, and the one who says it uh, with the same intention to uh, help everybody discharge the mitzvah. Shomaya, the one who hears one person saying it, is as if he said it. So uh, the question is, can you have a Shomer Koneh? Do you have to have a, a Hemshech, a continuation of the original sound waves? Um, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Um, this is the, you know, this is really the older, the older, uh, the older question. Now, one of the Gemaras that was used to debate this issue was uh, a Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah, which finds a problem when uh, somebody is being Yotzei, the mitzvah of Shofar, uh, through an echo. If you hear an echo of a, of a Tkiyat Shofar, what's the din? So uh, the question is, are the two synonymous over here? Does this din apply, this echo problem? The, the Gemara seems uh, to say it's a problem. You can't be Yotzei with an echo of a Shofar. So the question is, this din, that you can't be Yotzei, Tkiyat Shofar, um, through an echo, does this a, is this a din dafka in shofar? That is a unique, unique, unique component of 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 listening lishmoa kol shofar, and therefore you shouldn't bring a proof from this din of an echo of a shofar, which is problematic in the Gemara Rosh Hashanah to our scenario. Or do you say no? This is a conceptual uh, application, and that you shouldn't be able to. You have to have the sound proper. You can't hear an echo or anything anything close to an echo. This is a this was the, the um, you know, so anyway, the, the, the Poskim write about it. So the famous Chuvah Bar of Pesach Frank, where he says that the psul of an echo is only in Shofar, but by Kiddush uh, or Avdolah with an echo would be okay. However, the Rav of Rasulavetik, Reb Moshe, felt that an echo was a din in Shofar and not only limited to to Shofar. And so this was the original argument that you can see um, you know, being discussed. And now the question of a loudspeaker and, uh, you know, the, the nature of, of applying the concept of an echo to, uh, to this, uh, you know, is it direct, indirect, uh, you know, it's not clear exactly how, how we come out, how we come out with this. And so, um, anyway, as a result of this, uh, it's interesting that Shlomo Zalman Orbach, out of all the poskim, um, he wasn't, you know, he doesn't even understand what the Suffolk is all about. Rav Shlomo Zalman thinks that it's for sure not, not good. Um, it's not Shomar Koneh. You know, you don't have a, a, an extension of the original sound waves. That was his thing. So Rav Shlomo Zalman, you know, essentially, uh, you know, ruled it out. And this, this became the basis of, of what you might see in the, online today, the, dealing with the Zoom issues. And, you know, and the majority of, the vast, vast majority of, of classic poskim uh, you know, we're not in favor of the Zoom thing. They didn't think it. Uh, they didn't think it would work. So, uh, and that's you know, that's the reason why. As you know, if you hear a bracha on a loudspeaker, you can say amen. You know, but um, you know, but in the end of the day, it's it's, it's a matter of like, 
can you be can you be yotzei the chiyuv? And this is um, you know this is an, an issue that uh, that's come up quite big time in our uh, in our scenario. Okay, there's um, just to move on to another another uh, detail. Um, one of the famous questions. I'm trying to see the time to see if we have enough time to to uh, to finish it up. But um, let's just start at least the discussion. The discussion is uh, the minag that we have when we make kiddush or abdullah. What is the what? Do you sit or do you stand? This is a, a very famous question, and I'm sure many have have seen it or heard it discussed as to as to what the right. Uh, what the right uh, issue is now what's at uh, what's at the core of the debate and that is as follows <clears throat> uh, there's a there's a comment of the Tosot that um that introduces us to an idea as follows if i am going to if, if i or anyone is gonna be the mavarech i'm gonna make the brocha I'm the one who's reciting the Habdullah, the Kiddush, and I'm I'm uh, I'm, I'm allowing somebody else, or I'm helping somebody else, you know, to um, you know, to um, be yotzei the mitzvah. Um, the process ideally requires a meeting of the minds of sorts. Uh, the, the, the halachic terminology is kviut. In order for the whole thing to work. I, the person who's saying it, have to be focused, and the people around me have to be have to be focused. And the concept of focus um, could be could be quite particular. And and and, and bottom line is, there's a there's a whole debate to say. It's sad to say that you, in order to have kviut, you need to sit down. So, whenever you say something, and uh, Person should sit down to be yotzei what they what they're hearing from you. This this kviut is uh, is is the is the bottom is really at the at the center of this debate. Kviut crea- is created by sitting. Sitting demonstrates that you are all focused. There's a meeting of the minds. There's a you know there's a camaraderie. There's a coming together for a specific person. It's not just haphazard. You know you're walking around. Uh, you know, already looking at your phone while the, the balabos is trying to say have dollar, that kind of a story. Now, when it comes to Kiddush, uh, the question is really sharpened a lot because Kiddush has another variable. Besides the Kviyut concept, Kiddush has Kiddush Makom Suda. Now, Makom Suda could mean proximity in terms of time, but it also uh, should be part of the meal. And since Derek Eretz is to eat the meal sitting down, so it could be that Kiddush is part of the meal, should sit sitting down. So uh, you know, Bahav Dollar, there's uh, there's there's less of a uh, you know there's only the first variable. The concept of of kviut should demand that people all sit down. At the same time, one could argue that with Havdola there is a concept where, like the Rambam said, when Shabbos leaves, you know, Kiddush, you welcome Shabbos. And Abdullah, you farewelling Shabbos, and if it's it's as if the the royalty um, has now left, and uh, the concept of Malava Malka, uh, you know, you accompany the royalty out conceptually, um, is something which uh, requires accompaniment, requires uh, standing, walking, walking somebody out, uh, give it covered. So at least the standing. So it could be that 
in honor of the the Shechina leaving through the through the Havdolah process, as we say goodbye to Shabbos, in honor of the Shechina leaving, we all stand to accompany, so to speak, the Shechina out. Malava Malka, you know, therefore has a part in this debate. So, what takes precedence? How do you how do you work it out? Can you still say that? Look, you know, once we have this concept of Malava Malka in our hands, we uh, we try and make some sort of a compromise position. We like Malava Malka, the idea of standing and in honor of Shabbos leaving, um, more than we like the din of Kviyut, because we possibly feel that Kviyut, yes, sitting is the ideal way to do it, but we might we might be prepared to compromise on the ideal way of doing Kviyut, because Kviyut just means meeting of the minds. You can do it, surely you can do it standing up if you really put your mind to it and you're actually disciplined and you everybody gets together around the table. It's not like, you know, you stand, you know, I'm sitting at my dining room table and uh, my, one of my kids is around the corner and I'm saying, oh, yeah, yeah, can you hear Abdullah? And, uh, you know, who knows what the kid is doing? That's not the Kriyut. That's not the Eretz for the Baruch. He must come. Everybody must come together. If everybody does come together all around the table, everyone's waiting for their, uh, you know, for their whiff of Basamim and, you know, trying to get close to the Nair or, you know, it's all that. There, there's a kind of a kviyut. It might not be as good as as sitting, but it's a good enough. So if I can do a good enough kviyut uh, scenario, and I can have this other component of malava malka, you know, in tandem with it, which I, I you know, which I really uh, feel deeply about, the Bala Tosfot, the one opinion of the Bala Tosfot is to justify that. And that's why the Minag, by many, is to stand for Abdullah, and um, because of this combination, I really want Malava Malka to to uh, to have a prominent place. And specifically, when I don't really clash completely with Kviyut and sitting, I can have Kviyut with standing, as long as everybody's connected together. Once I can do both, so that's one line of thinking why we should have we should stand for Abdullah. And then the other poskim, you feel no, 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 no. Malava Malka is very nice. It's a nice idea, but how much halachic weight does it have? In the mitzvah of Abdullah, Malava Malka will be your Suda later. You know, it's, uh, I mean, in truth, you've already said Abdullah and Shmona Esrei. So maybe that part, you know, and you were standing there as well in the middle of Shmona Esrei. Anyway, it, it's a question as to where, where you're going to go with this. But, um, but uh, you know, this is, this, is part of the, this is part of the debate with regard to sitting or standing um, for Kiddush, the Kviyut plus Makom Suda for Kiddush, and for Abdullah, does, does let's call it um, Sukbet Kviyut plus Hidur of Malava Malka, you know, Trump, uh, you know, um, sitting Kviyut or prop, you know, uh, Hidur Kviyut in, in the den. So that's really the, that's really part and parcel of the debate. And um, we'll uh, we'll continue a little bit uh, next week uh, into this minag of uh, sitting or standing for either and who takes the side, uh, etc. Okay, so um, I'll just thank you all for listening in. And uh, again, I you know I just wanted to do chazor a little bit because I felt that uh, just wanted to get it clear again um, the bits of lomdas that I was saying in the beginning last time. So I said that over and then uh, a few extra pieces here to mashlim um, a little bit of extra and uh, we'll get into the sitting standing uh, next time. So uh, wishing you all well and if there are any questions, I'm having a look here.
Uh, no, nope. I think everybody's happy. So, all uh, right, if you have any questions, you want me to clarify something, please, uh, please uh, uh, SMS me or whatever you, WhatsApp or whatever we do. Otherwise, uh, appreciate the opportunity. Have a great, uh, have a great evening. And uh, just everybody look out for the, the Google Doc uh, uh, registration for, um, for Everyday Minyonim and for Shabbos. Looking forward to seeing everybody there. Zai gesund. Cheers. Thank you. Be well, be well. How's it, Soli? How are you doing? How's it in Israel? Oh, there you go. I got you off. Hello. How's it? I got you off mute. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was, uh, I mean, it works. I was on another call. Did you hear oh, yeah. me coming through? Did you? No, no, no. I think we were all good. Uh, are you, am I? Is that? Did you finish the shear? I got you. Yeah, I finished the screen. I'll send, I'll send you the recording. No, I heard it. I, I heard it. it. I heard it. Okay. I was, I was on. Okay, you. I, I maybe missed about five or so minutes. I went just went on to two phone calls. Okay, fantastic. How are you? How are you doing? Oh, I'm like, how are you? You're all right. Yeah, Baruch Hashem. I think we've been very privileged over here. You know, we've really been spared a lot. Sure. Yeah. To relax a bit. Yeah. Is everything back to normal for you? You had work the whole business. I, I came back to work yesterday, but I'm not happy to be here, I must tell you. 